Welcome to our grassroots series. I'm Sharon Furches, Second Vice President of Kentucky Farm Bureau, and I'll be your host for this program. Just a quick note for our listeners, this podcast series has developed out of our Vision 100 strategic plan, and it's a very exciting way for us to reach out to our membership. These podcasts are particularly aimed at County Farm Bureau board members and prospective board members to help them better understand some of the elements of our grassroots leadership. I know you will enjoy our guest in this series. Right now, I'd like to welcome Shane Wiseman to our program. Great to have you today, Shane. Thank you for asking me to come in, Sharon. I appreciate it. Uh, Let's start out with with you telling us just a little bit more about yourself and your own farming operation. I live in Winchester, Kentucky, right in central Kentucky in the bluegrass part. We graze, mostly do commercial beef cows on my operation. We uh, raise a little bit of grain, and we're still raising tobacco. We've got about 40 acres of tobacco this year. We've been slowly cutting that back over the last few years. I also am the FFA advisor at George Rogers Clark High School there in Winchester. You're a busy man. I am very busy, yes. You that's and the way I, I like have, it. That's right. You and I have both been involved in Kentucky Farm Bureau and in our county farm bureaus for a long time. But tell me a little bit about when you first became aware of Farm Bureau and how you got involved. When I was in high school, I was really active with our FFA program. And uh, we had a lot of uh, different kind of educational meetings and things. And every time we had something... Uh, there was many of the Farm Bureau there, or there was signs that had Farm Bureau on them, or there was people that had booths set up that said Farm Bureau, and I just took an interest to what was going on, and the, and the pres- person that was president at that time, Ray Cooper, he was there, and I got to talking to him, and he was telling me about what all they did, and you know they were everywhere we went, and they seemed to like to eat a lot, and I did too, so <laughs> I kind of took an interest to them, and uh, they just kind of took me under their wing and let me know what was going on, and Matter of fact, when I was a senior in high school, uh, I got the opportunity to be the young farmer chair for Clark County. So it was. You know, I remember just, that you were very young when you first started absolutely. coming to meetings, and, and that's uh, yeah, that's you kind of grew up yeah, with grew Farm, up Bureau. Farm Bureau, and yeah. and uh, you know we've talked with some of the other guests on this series that one of the most important things is just to show up, and Farm Bureau did that. That's right, and you noticed them, that's and right. that's that's absolutely. so important. That encourages a lot of folks to do that. Well, you mentioned that you're a member of Clark County Farm Bureau. You've been the county president. Uh, I'm sure you've held several roles, but tell me a little bit about your own. County Farm Bureau. Um, our Farm Bureau, we have eighteen. We have eighteen board members on our uh, local Farm Bureau. But uh, something that's unique about our board, or something that I think is unique that I really like, um, we have ex officio members that come. We, we with the county agent tries to come every month to our board meetings. But we uh, have the FFA president and vice president, the current FFA president and vice president. We have them set on our board as uh, board members to kind of see what goes on in the community as well. And also our elected officials. We have a uh, place for our county judge and our county attorney. And uh, we also have usually at every meeting, or maybe not every meeting, but, but more meetings than not, we'll have some elected official that likes to come by and talk to us just about things that are going on. We've had that We've had that kind of a relationship over the years to have an open 
uh, communication between us and elected officials there at home. So, you know, we might have a magistrate, it might be the county attorney, it might be the state representative, mm. just whoever it might would be. But. I think that's so important uh, to help Farm Bureau members to stay involved in our local communities, mm. and we are such a huge part of that. The places that we live are um, are primarily rural, and we uh, we need to, to take an active role in that. I think it's advantageous for us and for the community Absolutely. to, uh, and, and to our show board, that interest. Our board is a cross section of the county too. We've we've tried to got board members that represent our whole county. You know, we're not just all from one area or one spot or all sure. neighbors or best friends or anything like that. We all are good friends. I don't mean that the wrong way, but but we're all from across the county. We're male, female. We're ages from uh, the youngest board actually voting board member is probably twenty three years old, and and we have uh, board members that that are in their nineties. Good. I mean, that's Good. just the way it's represented. Yeah, that's a great cross-section. Right. Sure. What is it that keeps you motivated to stay involved in Farm Bureau? What encourages you every day to keep doing this? Um, we're active. We're doing things. Anytime that you're involved in any organization, I don't care what it is, if you're doing things and, and, and making things happen, you want to be involved. It's contagious. And I mean, that's at home. That's that we're always involved doing things. It, we're in, in so many aspects of the community, we're involved, not just with agriculture. You know, we, we help with the schools. We help elementary schools. We, if the courthouse has something going on, they call any kind of festival, any kind of program. We support our community. You know, we're just, we're out there doing things all the time. We're shaking and moving, so to speak. And, sure. And, and that, to me, that's attractive. I, I like doing things. You know, I want to be involved in something that's doing things and making things happen and a lot of good things. That's, sure. that's what I like. Kentucky Farm Bureau gives us a great platform. Uh, to talk about agriculture, but also for servant leadership. Absolutely. And that's great. It also gives us a wonderful audience, and we've uh, we've all been blessed with that, certainly. Um, you know, some of the most important activities in Kentucky Farm Bureau center around education, policy development, uh, serving other members of our community. Talk to me a little bit about some of the things that uh, that you have seen happen in Kentucky Farm Bureau related to these. Um, um, we're, we're really active in education. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, you're active in education in lots of ways. You know, with the teacher workshops that we have, you know, we, we in Clark County, we encourage our teachers to go to that, any of them that would like to go. We do a lot with scholarships. Um, we do a lot of things on a local level with with our groups where I where I work at the high school at the FFA. We, you know, we we support ag safety weeks and days, and we have guest speakers come in. We take that role um, as as a uh, a farmer or a person in agriculture. You know, the policy development, staying staying abreast of what what's going on with agriculture. You know, being able to help. Be in on the on the policy, help help make decisions, and then what needs to go in the policy book, or what we want to submit for resolutions, what we think needs to happen, what needs to be changed. You know, I think if you, any time that you can be involved in in rules or regulations or or issues that are directly in, you know related to you, you're going to give it a hundred percent. You know, if 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 they ask me to to try to make rules for something that I know nothing about, I wouldn't be very good at that. Right. But, but to give me the opportunity to to make some policy and some decisions about what I'm involved in every day, I think that's very crucial. And that's why we're so much stronger together Absolutely. as well, because we're we have a, a series of experts. 
that are are talking about the issues. As, as this is our grassroots series, you know, that's the very core of who we are at Kentucky Farm Bureau. And our policy develops first at these county Farm Bureau meetings that you're talking about. Uh, share with me just a little bit about that process and how you've seen that work all the way to the state board level. If there's an issue on the local level, we start, we talk about it, and we try to come up with with how we want to word the resolution, and we try to submit a resolution to send on for the state to look at and see if they think it's worthy of, of putting in our policy book for what we'll stand for for the next year. Good. And you know, certainly being a state board member, what is adopted at our annual meeting in December becomes our playbook. That's right. And that Absolutely. policy is not made on the state level. It's not made by that leadership. It's not made by no. the state board of directors. It's, it's made it, by everybody, all it, the members. It absolutely is. It's it's uh, formed first in the counties, and then that becomes the playbook that we use when we speak to, uh, to our communities, when we speak to legislators, whether that's in Frankfurt or Washington, and um, often at our own courthouses. Right. Local issues sometimes bubble to the top, too. So. Tell me about a time when your county Farm Bureau really made a difference in your community. Might be one project that that you just um, you really felt good about um, about what happened with that. Well, I can think of several things that we've done that I feel like has been very beneficial to the community. One of the most recent things was during the COVID time. Uh, we were involved with getting the food trucks into the county and uh, delivering the food baskets. You know, we were doing somewhere between 1,600 and 2,200 food baskets on a weekly basis there for about six weeks. Oh, wow! There at home, and and you know that was that was that was a big you know that that was a big big need in the community. I felt like you know it's like anything that you do like that. You know, at the Farm Bureau, you know they took a big role there. When I first got on the really active in the board in the early 2000s. We were all at a meeting and, and we were talking about it was what brought it up was old fence wire. We were talking about there's old fence wire on these farms everywhere and John Hendricks was in the meeting. We were sitting yes. there we were talking about all this stuff. He said, Why don't we try to do something about it? And there was a group in Lexington that had just started taking in old scrap metal. It didn't they didn't pay you for it. You could just take it and drop it off. It was before scrap metal got where they would buy things from you and things like that. And we went over and talked to them and we got it set up a recycle day there in the community and they were doing it twice a year, setting up in the Walmart parking lot and us as farmers or anybody in the community could bring anything out that was metal and pitch it out of the back of your pickup truck right there in the middle of Walmart and they would bail it up. And, uh, you know, I thought it was funny, you know, when we first started out, you go out there and there's big rows of Walmart buggies. You know, they were scrapping their buggies in this whole deal and things. So it was, it was pretty neat that, but you know, that was, that was as far as something in the community that, that was really a need for, uh, for the farmers and the ag community, that was something that we did, and uh, we did things with with recycling tires and batteries. And uh, of course, when the dead animal removal started, we was very active, took a very active role in that because it was hard to convince the physical court to spend that much money, to, sure. you know, for the animal recycling, the need for it, and how that was a community problem, not just a farmer problem. Right. You know, and all the like things that. that you've mentioned, there's yeah. such a wide variety there. So truly, there is right. something for everyone right. to get right. involved in and kind of find their place. So that's that's wonderful. Uh, tell me how you feel like our county farm bureaus are like a family to us. Well, at, at home, I know not all counties are the same. When you're when you come on the board at Clark County, you you're reelected every two years, 
and you have the option, you know, if you wish not to be reelected, you can get off. But otherwise, you can stay on as long as you feel like that you, that you're doing good for the Farm Bureau and the Farm Bureau is doing something for you. And, you know, we, we've got a group that's, that's been together for a long time, some of us, and we, of course, have new ones that come on all the time, but, but we're very close. We, we, we dinner before our meetings or after our meetings at every meeting. Uh, we get together outside of meetings when we're not even doing community events. We'll get together at somebody's house, might have a cookout and things. I mean, and, and that helps with the whole, the whole board, the whole the whole Farm Bureau itself, because we are just like a family. Sure. You know, my my daughter just graduated about three weeks ago, and I think every board member but two came to my house for her graduation party. Yeah. I mean, there's active in my family, and that's the other thing. When we do things together, we invite the whole families. You know, not at the board meetings necessarily, but when we have we have picnics in the spring, we have a, a cookout in the fall and a hayride, we invite the families out. You know, the husbands, the wives, the daughters, the sons, everybody. Yeah, yeah, that's a great point. Farm Bureau is very family friendly, right. and we uh, we really encourage that to. Uh, and a lot of folks have grown up in Farm Bureau, and that's a, a wonderful way for us to encourage new leadership to come along too. I want to talk a little bit, Shane, about some of the the different uh, places that uh, Farm Bureau programs that you have been active in. I know on the state and national level, you've chaired our Beef Advisory Committee. Right. Tell me about the difference that some of those things have have made in your life well it's it's been very rewarding to be able to be involved and, and help make decisions uh but one of the biggest thing is the networking the the friends that i've made the people that i've met the contacts that i've met you know i, I may not know an answer but i know i've got a number of someone i can call and try to get an answer if someone has a question about what's going on and things like that but uh, it's just it's it's crucial. I think is that you know I try to be very active in the beef industry because that's that's my bread and butter at home on my farm. You know it, I think it's very important and crucial to be to take that role to be involved in that just so you know what's going on. You know when I go to a national meeting, you know you're talking to people from Utah, Texas, wherever. You know the issues that they're facing are not necessarily the same issues we're facing, or even if it is. Their solution is nothing like the solution that I see that we should be doing. You know, we, I could bring up lots of different issues, but this isn't the place for that. But, but you know, it's it's funny when you talk to people; it's it's very eye opening. Sure, it is eye opening. Is what's going on in your industry. Right, and there, there were always at those meetings were always with like-minded individuals and Absolutely. people who, for the most part, have the same values as we do. The issues change, but the way we want to approach those is very, very similar. So, right. it's um, I think it makes all of us feel stronger uh, about what we're doing. If someone is listening to this podcast and thinking about getting involved in their local county farm bureau, why would you encourage them to take that next step and get engaged? Uh, because, you know, so they can see what opportunities are out there with Farm Bureau. Because I, I would like to see, you know, let them have the same opportunities that I've had to to be able to talk to people, to, to help steer people in the right direction where they can get answers to things that they have questions about. Just to be a community servant, you know, if you if you feel like that you would be good at serving other people and, and doing things for your community and help support your community and and working with your schools, 
You know, that, that's that's exactly what you need to do. And not everyone has to come in and be a county president the very next year. Um, absolutely not. Absolutely not. But, you you know, when we're looking, when we talk about board members and things, you don't want just a board member that shows up once a month for the meeting for 30 or 45 minutes and then gets in their car and drives home and don't come back to the next month sure. and don't hear anything out of them. Yeah. And, and we need so many people to participate in those youth ag days, to, to hand out food baskets, absolutely. to do all of those kinds of things. And sometimes the service Servant leadership piece of it is so very important, and uh, and you might grow into wanting to be an officer, even move right. on to to right. the state level or something of that sort. We have a lot of different programs in Kentucky Farm Bureau. You and I both came up through the the Young Farmer Program, and and certainly count that as as very successful. The Women's Leadership Program has a has a wonderful uh, group and and um, a number of programs that they serve through. We have a new program in Kentucky Farm Bureau that I know you've been instrumental in helping to start, Generation Bridge. Why do you think that's going to be so important to our organization? I, I think it's going to play a key role because there was a group of people that we've not been reaching out to or we've been losing and not been able to meet their needs for the last several years because they age out of young farmers and they feel like they don't have a place to be until they get retired. And, and this hopefully is going to fill that gap. I know I know our representative at home, he's very excited about the, the meeting coming up, the, Good. the outing. So he's, yes. he's we looking forward um, to it. We have a leadership summit scheduled for August 6th and 7th, and it's uh, – it's it's really exciting. We have a number of speakers lined up, and and certainly have had a lot, number of people to register for that already. Our listeners can find out more about that on the Kentucky Farm Bureau website if you're interested. But this program will specifically target those uh, between the ages of 36 and 49. I believe our our state board of directors is is very strong today, but I think that will only increase over the years with a new program like this. That Absolutely. That keeps this uh, keeps this group uh, engaged. Right. One of the key things that we're going to focus on in in Generation Bridge is advocacy. Why do you think that's so important to the strength of Kentucky Farm Bureau? Well, if we can't advocate for ourselves, nobody else is going to. That's for sure. And and we want we got leadership out there that actually has the true facts and knowledge as to what's going on, not just what you read on the internet or what you see or the signs people's holding up. We we have the true facts and we can and we can get across the, the points that you know, that are factual so you know what's going on and, and we can promote our own product or, or what our own service or whatever it is. You know, it, it's important that the people that is advocating for you know what they're advocating for and know what they're talking about. And I think with Farm Bureau that we're very fortunate that we're that we're very well informed and educated in our areas. And Farm Bureau makes sure to get that out there to us in a way, you know, just like this podcast. You know, we're reaching a group of people with this podcast that, that you know, uh, to me is not a typical Farm Bureau member. Sure. You know, it's a whole different group. And, and I think that's a key on anything we're doing. We're trying to meet all groups. Just like I talked about the board having a cross-section. You want to be able to reach everyone in every way. Right. And, and for those of us that are doing the speaking, like you and I are today, mm-hmm. or in, in meetings with our legislators, it helps us to build confidence. Um, it gives us a great script and a great platform uh, to speak from, and that's uh, all of those things are so important in helping us to be proactive on ag and rural right. issues and not always be reactive. Right, absolutely, absolutely. 
That's that's an exciting part of what we do. Shane Wiseman, I want to thank you for being our guest today on this grassroots series. Thank you all for listening to this uh, Kentucky Farm Bureau program. We are the voice of Kentucky agriculture. If you are not already a part of the Farm Bureau family, we hope you'll join us soon. Have a great day.